Hello and thank you for downloading our latest episode of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. And well, today we're talking about the Indie World Direct, which happened today as we record. In fact, it was about three hours ago. This is the earliest chance we've all had uh, to get together. But unusually for one of these, because normally it's just myself and Anton, but Alistair, you're here too. I am. I've I've made it to a midweek recording. This is the first time in. I think this is only the second time I've ever joined you midweek for a special. Yeah, it's the the perks of being in lockdown, I guess. It uh, is the perks of being in lockdown. <laughs> uh, Anton, you're with us as well. Uh, we're going to get Indeed. your thoughts on, at the end on on what you liked and what you didn't like. But I think we should just fire through them. So, will we get started? Everyone happy for us to do that? Yeah, Absolutely. let's jump in. I'm keen to get going. Okay. It's a good one. Okay, right. So we're going to start, we're going to do it in order of what was presented. And first up from Roby Studios, they presented Blue Fire, which is a sword fighting 3D platform game coming out in summer 2020. Uh, Anton, first impressions of this one. You know, this was uh, the opening act. And at first I kind of looked at the footage and I'm like, uh, this isn't anything interesting. But kind of going back and revisiting the footage... It looks very slick and fluid. I'm loving the the wall running and kind of all the platforming aspects in particular. But um, how about yourself, Alistair? Did it gel with you at all? I was sold pretty much in the first second when I realised you could run around and play as a very small ninja, which is always up my street because I love ninjas. And I thought the the game itself looked comfortable. That's probably the best word I can describe. It it was a very familiar art style. It was really attractive and it didn't look overly difficult in what they're showing you, which meant I wasn't likely to get annoyed, but it looked difficult enough that it would keep me engaged. I actually, I was really taken with this. Yeah, similarly, like, I think looking at it, like, it looks like it's a game that has made the mobility and the combat and the tools that you have at your disposal easy enough so they can add like harder worlds and kind of uh, enemies. So it's not about learning and having to use the skills, but actually being able to deploy them in kind of, kind of hard ways, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, look, I quite like the, the wall jumping aspect. And um, I thought that the platform elements that it showed looked pretty slick as well. A uh, bit of a minimalist style as well in terms of the kind of landscapes, but familiar, as you said, I think is a good word. And it looks really nice. I thought graphically it looked good. It looked like it plays well, which I think is really important when you have these kind of games. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. And it's coming out in summer 2020. It's called Blue Fire. Uh, next up, is, Naps. Did you, did you notice at least the first as a half of the direct at the end of every game went, and this is a timed console exclusive. As is this one, a timed console exclusive, which is quite Excellent. nice, the fact that the Switch is getting some love before other consoles are. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it really seems like the Switch is the indie console. Like, uh, people don't yeah. even seem to care to really bother if your indies on anything else. It's like, yeah, we need a Switch and PC and then we're good. That's, that's where the indies are. <laughs> yeah, which is a good thing. And I suspect why Nintendo puts such importance on these Indie World uh, Directs and previously the Nindies, as they were called. Next up, Naps Team presents Baldo, an anime-inspired, story-driven action-adventure RPG with cel-shaded visuals. It's coming out in summer 2020. Uh, Anton, it gave me sort of Studio Ghibli vibes, this one. Yeah, absolutely. For a second there, I was wondering, I'm like, is the Nino Kuni team like independent or what? what is this? But again, 
looks absolutely gorgeous and it's amazing to see what we're getting from these indie developers um gameplay wise it almost had like top down uh legend of zelda vibes and uh i i was really taken aback even though i'm not a a typical player of those games this looks absolutely astonishing for indie quality yeah i i've got to say i'm really interested in this one um i'm hoping it's even half as good as it looked uh, when i saw it it's a standout for me what about you alistair I'm definitely um, going to watch it. the the uh, The game itself, the visuals are really interesting. I don't know if you guys paid much attention, but the main characters in it are really, really crisp. Like almost, almost too crisp in the way they've been drawn. But then the backgrounds are incredibly detailed, but at the same time really subtle. And they've been really, really clever. I think with the way they've they've gone about with the visual style of this particular game. It's just. I'd like very, to know a bit more about the uh, the gameplay it's first. Just so. very Studio Ghibli in terms of the um, the the feel. I mean, it, you would really have thought it was Nino Kuni um, or or like a, the same team behind it as you said, Anton. It's um, and they do that so well. But um, yeah, I mean, I I love that art style anyway. So for me, um, yeah, I'm really excited to to see where where it goes. Um, and uh, again, this is one of your timed exclusives, Alistair. It, it, it is. I think the first half of this, we're going to be saying timed exclusive, timed exclusive, timed exclusive. <laughs> this is um, one game in particular I would really love to to just kind of get a wee glimmer into what the story all entails because the characters look really good, as you say, Alistair, and I just really hope with the world, the characters, it's got everything there for just a fantastic story. And uh, with being an RPG, I really hope they've got room to run with it. So fingers crossed there. Only slight disappointment. His name's Baldo and he's got hair. So that was my only <laughs> slight criticism <laughs> of it. Uh, next up, Hollow Pongs and Richard Hogg present I Am Dead, a game about exploring an island as a ghost to unravel mysteries. Coming out in 2020. But Anton, there was a bit of excitement when these two were on the screen. Yeah, this game really just... I don't know what it was like it just had such charm for whatever reason it reminded me of Balamori for some reason just I had that, the same the thought <laughs> oh my god I love that <laughs> but, um, yeah just I don't know it just as somebody like for reference all my family is uh, just fruit and like open so it's like very much we'd go over and visit a lot of these islands and just something about that kind of it's it's a modern island where people are actually living in the modern day but uh, isolated in a way I just I love the charm of that it just seemed so textured yeah there was I, when I was looking at it I thought the it was so bright and colourful and the fact it's uh, set in a North Atlantic fishing village means it's sort of ringing home a bit to us I guess um, yeah North Atlantic yes it is ringing home to us <laughs> I was trying to think where my geography <laughs> was there I, it was really weird so the setup of it you're, the camera panned through the, sort of this coastal seaside town that looked like Balamori but all the people inhabiting it were a combination of kind of weird looking people and birds who were sort of life like human sized really really weird and then obviously the main protagonist revealed himself to be dead and had suddenly um, found these these amazing powers to look through walls and do all kinds of random stuff and unravel the mystery of this time to save it really really weird concept for a game and I am well, to use the word fascinated I think we use that quite a lot in the podcast but I'm fascinated to see what this game actually is, it's got me hooked. Yeah, yeah. the gameplay seemed odd. I mean, I think, I guess, the idea of coming back from the dead almost to, to you know, do 
sort of the things that you could potentially do in like a movie, I guess. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of interest in this one. Uh, and it does come out this year at some point. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one. Next up, TikTok Games. They present Bark, which is a side-scrolling dog-based party space shooter, Alistair. Um, yes. Yes, they did. Uh, they described it as family-focused co-op. Uh, it looked it looked pretty simple and pretty accessible. Uh, I can't say it really was floating my boat. It looked kind of frantic, but not too frantic. But I, I yeah, I just I went yeah, okay, that's fine, move on. Yeah, very much similar. Like I think with it being four player co op, uh, without any evident way in the trailers of demonstrating actual collaboration beyond just being able to be like, oh, let's just shoot this one person and kill them quicker. Oh, it, it didn't seem very involved, uh, which was uh, the main thing that was a downturn to me. But I guess baby's first space shooter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of the games that I think we probably don't really get an idea as to whether it's worth your money or not until you actually play it. It's it's not. I mean, graphically, it doesn't give you anything that makes you go, oh, I have to go and play that. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to keep an open mind with it. It's not one that I remembered as being, you know, this is this is on my list of definite buys from this particular direct, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it and see what happens. And it's from TikTok Games. Next up, Serenity Forge presents Cyanide and Happiness Freakpocalypse, which is an adventure game in a suburban apocalypse with puzzle elements coming out in summer 2020. It's a bit of a mouthful. Alistair? <laughs> uh, they, they pretty much had me as soon as uh, they said Cyanide and Happiness, to be honest. I I love the Cyanide and Happiness cartoons. You've probably all seen them on the internet. If you haven't, just Google Cyanide and Happiness. As an aside, there's a really good uh, Cards Against Humanity kind of, I'll call it a clone from them called Joking Hazard. Go and buy it. It is so much funnier and it's got so much more playability than um, Cards Against Humanity. But this game is basically, it's a side-scrolling puzzle adventure set in the cyanide and happiness world. And it, it kind of just looked amusing. If nothing else, the trailer itself was amusing with a cartoon mutant attacking Chris, who is a creator of cyanide and happiness. Always good. See, I found it interesting where I I was not grabbed by that trailer at all. Um, like it, like the actual trailer where they were doing the skit, I was like, oh. And then they showed a small glimmer of gameplay. I was like, oh, that looks fantastic. I, I want more of that. So I really hope they show off some gameplay because it kind of almost seemed like Earthbound in a way, where it's like the little wee suburban weird character sprawling all around. Reminded me of the South Park games. Mm. And well, it's not in their humor. It's probably not a million miles away from it. Well, interestingly about this one is it was a Kickstarter to start with. Um, so they got the support for the game originally. Um, and actually, of the 244,000 they were looking for, they got £469,000 for it. Um, so, um, so yeah, so it's come from people that are already invested in it. So I suspect... Um, that's probably a, a, a good sign uh, that it's you know that it's um it's going to have support so yeah I, i'm going to watch this space and that one again for me i was somewhere in the middle didn't particularly make me go yep got to play that but um yeah i mean i don't know much about the the animations anyway so i maybe need to go and watch some cyanide and happiness uh, next up, um, Chibig presents Summer in Mara live. Uh, live, live and explore an island. 
uh, alive, <laughs> own a farm and meet people coming spring 2020. This reminded me of quite a few games, a bit like a um, crossing one of the farming sims with one of the kind of more exploration games. Um, there was one that I played and I've forgotten the name of it now, Anton, but it, it looks fairly well polished. But is there enough difference from this to other games to make you go, yeah, I'm going to try this? Yeah, they've they've possibly shown chosen one of the worst points to announce this game with Animal Crossing on the horizon, but uh, indeed very charming. Uh, again, it kind of has that small island vibe of Balamori. I don't know why that's the theme this week, but <laughs> nevertheless, uh, kind of really cute. It has a day-night cycle. Again, where how are all indie games super impressive all of a sudden? This it sh- just seems un-indie-like, but overall a, a tough market to go in. We've got a lot of farming games these days. There we do, but I don't necessarily know if I'd call it a farming game. They said there was a large amount of it was farming, a large bit of it is exploring, and there are sort of 30 islands to go and explore in your boat, tons of characters to go and meet. So it, it is interesting. It certainly is bright and it's cheery and it's very open. It doesn't look particularly taxing, but when you look back at the trailer, I paused it a few times and some of the graphics look really simple, and then other ones, there was a, a very, very brief, like maybe a second, half a second scene of the protagonist swimming underwater. And when you look at the detail in the underwater world, it is staggeringly beautiful it's, it's really interesting and i quite like the fact that it was a it's another timed exclusive but for an element when it first comes out i think for nintendo switch you were getting it before anyone else and you if you get it in that window you get a free clothing pack and a free backpack in the game which then um, yeah, so if you don't get them within that window you then end up paying it, for them as a it dlc rem- it reminded me more of like a my time at porsche type game um more than a strict farming sim but um but yeah, I mean, look, I, it depends on the quality of it. If suddenly it comes out and people are saying it's the best one of its kind, my issue is I'm not sure if it's unique enough to stand above the crowd, but I thought it was very, it looked good. I thought, I think it did look good. So I'm I'm interested to, to see where that one goes as well. Uh, next up, a game from Nimble Giant Entertainment. It's called Quantum League. It's an online first person shooter with time control and multiple instances of the same player coming out late 2020. Really a unique premise, uh, Alistair, where you... You sort of have your go and then you, you that becomes a kind of, um, it does its own, you, you sort of see your shadow of what you just did in your l- l- first go and you've got to build your team up that way. And I thought this was quite intriguing. I'm kind of interested in this one, Alistair. Yeah, I, I went cross-eyed to begin with when he was trying to explain it and just vis- verbally. And then they showed you the video of what he meant and it, all of a sudden it clicked. Really, really interesting idea for a video game. I mean, the whole idea of going out, taking your first run, fire at I don't know, whatever character, whatever place, and then go again and psych out your opponent. It's, um, it's, I think it's PvP. It's one versus one or two versus two online. I don't think there's a one-player element to this, as far as I can tell. Um, and it's you can sort of start to do all kinds of psych out and interesting plays, and it's a fascinating concept. I, I, I love the concept of it. It's basically time travel, and it looks like a real thinker of a first-person shooter. Probably the thinkerest first-person shooter I think I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I'm very much in the same way. We we occasionally stumble across like these first-person puzzle games that have these weird, wacky ideas, and you play them for six hours, and it's a fantastic experience. But I think this is the first time I've seen one of those, like, oh, this is a, a new way to look at the shooter in a, a multiplayer arena like this. And uh, I, I really want to see a full game with it, because as you say, Alistair, he tries to explain it, but very much it's like only until you get that teensy glimpse of gameplay do you're like, ah... So I would love to see more of it to be like, uh-huh, that's what the game's like. But <laughs> could be really fun. I really, the thing with these shirts is we really need a community behind it. And that's uh, the hard commitment to get. 
Exactly. Yeah. And it's another one that's coming out in late 2020, so we'll, we've got a bit of a time to figure out what it's going to look like before it's released. Yeah, I think it's got real potential. It's got that kind of arena feel of a, a Rocket League um, arena, but, but a shooter. It's kind of, you know, I'm interested to see how well this does but it's um it's cool yeah i love the fact that any game set in an arena you like and do to rocket league <laughs> yeah well it does i mean if you go back look at that trailer you'll see what i mean uh right white wilds oh, let me start that again white owls inc grounding inc uh, present The Good Life, set in England, where you play several animals to try and solve a murder and pay off your debt coming out 2020. I think this is the one where at night the humans turn into cats or dogs. Is that right, Anton? Indeed. You you basically use the, the abilities of whichever animal you have. I don't know if you switch or get a random one or if it's contextual, but uh, they like showed off a cat going around England. I love that. That's what I need in a game. <laughs> um, and then there's a bit where your dog digging up stuff, and uh, yeah, just looks filled with charm. And then also your human, which is uh, I prefer the prefer the cat, wouldn't you say, Mike? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's you don't have to ask me twice if it's got a cat in it. But I actually genuinely like this idea. I think it's really cool and really quirky, and um, I'm very very intrigued to play it. I think this is one of my favourite ones on the list uh, so far anyway. So yeah, um, thought it was quite interesting. It could be terrible though. It's one of those where I hope they do it well because it looks great, but maybe it'll, it won't turn out as well as I think it might. But Alistair, what were your thoughts on it? I think I'm going to be the lone dissenting voice here. I like the, the concept of it. I thought it was a cool idea and the whole sort of debt repaying RPG, I think is how you described it, was well, certainly unique. I've not come across that before. While solving a murder, that's also kind of cool. And just the whole idea sounded cool, but the execution of it, it looked a bit clunky and cheap. It, hopefully it's just an early development version. We've not That's not what the game's going to fully look like, but it, it looks like it belongs in a PlayStation 2. It didn't look like it was a modern game to me. And just, I wasn't overly fond of just the general look of it. So they had menus and context stuff and they were chatting and whatnot. It didn't, it just didn't look very polished. And the models were... Eh, I just wasn't overly impressed with this one. I like the idea. I think it could have been done a lot better. But it might come out and, like you say, be the best game in the world and I'm maybe going to be proved entirely wrong. Yeah, I very much feel a similar way. I, I Well, I understand where you're coming from. It does have a lot of bits where it's like, oh, that, that model looks good, but the, the house in the background is miss, looks a little bit too low-res and they stretch the texture a bit too thin. But I, I really do want this one to be good because... Uh, I've never really gotten into the mystery murder games because it feels like a lot of going around and clicking on some buttons. Uh, but hopefully with this one, it kind of maybe has you going around spying on animals and um, kind of, eh, not spying on animals, but spying as a cat, maybe going through some vents. I think there they could add to the genre a little, but very much a lot of rough edges. So hopefully it kind of improves over time or they get a publisher that puts some money into it. Yeah, well, we'll um, we'll wait and see. I mean, I I'd like the idea of it. Um, I, I would need to sort of see where the development of it does go. But um, yeah, interesting anyway. And it is coming out in twenty twenty. Next up, Hello Games present the Last Campfire. Uh, it's a puzzle adventure game about reviving your friends. Coming out in the summer. Uh, this one kind of passed me by a little bit, Anton. Yeah, this was a you played this almost like a, a little wee journey guy. Uh, and it's kind of got a high up perspective, uh, somewhat cel shaded, and uh, it, it looks fairly impressive. I, I, 
I struggle to see this one really catching on. It didn't really have a twist uh, of it, but on its own, it did look like a fairly polished game, but similarly, no twist, but Hello Games, yet the rocky start of No Man's Sky, have done good things uh, recently in terms of improving it and with the Joe Danger series, so good talent behind it, but... Where do you stand, Alistair? Well, again, I'm going to be the dissenting voice here, and or maybe assenting voice, because this is my favourite game of the whole Direct. I thought this looked absolutely beautiful. They, they've, you could tell from the way they're talking, but more when you actually saw the video with the, the music, which was, I think, haunting is probably the word, that they have put so much um, emotion into this game. And it, look, it looks like one of those games that you can't put down, you want to keep driving forward and you end up feeling so much of the character. And I got that from such a short trailer that I can only imagine the game itself is going to be 10 times uh, the, the feeling that I was getting from that. So I, yeah, I, I'm desperate to go and play this game. Just the atmosphere has drawn me in and it's my, my game of the, the direct. Wow. Um, you know, I, I loved the, gort, the art style and it looked beautiful and uh, I don't know. I, I hope. Hopefully, it's got. Do you think it'll be story based? Like, I, I'm yeah, not too I sure. Yeah, I think it's, it's firmly uh, tweaking people's heartstrings. I don't necessarily need a gimmick for it. If it's got a really good story and it looks the way it looks visually, it, it's it's definitely one for me. Plus, it had the cutest skeleton I think I've ever seen, and a heart wrenching little scene with the cutest skeleton in the world in the middle of the trailer. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely something I'm keeping a very close eye on. I did like his square bones. That, <laughs> that was a good touch. Yeah, I've been trying to kind of remind myself of this one because um, it was one, as I said, that kind of passed me by. But actually, on on second look of it, um, yeah, it is one that actually interests me. I think I think I do like the animation on it, um, and it, they do firmly call it an adventure as well, which is uh, which is a good sign, I think, uh, for for the game. So yeah, I'll keep an eye on that one. That's called the Last Campfire. Next up, Q Games Limited present Pixel Junk Eden Two coming out in summer twenty twenty. Alistair, is that one you're going to buy? The date comes out. Absolutely, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, the concept sounded um, different. It was a real-time generated stages based on the actions, and you're controlling something called a grimp, trying to save your fellow grimps and restore their gardens, which all sounds very bizarre. There's local and uh, local multiplayer and solo, which is always nice, and it was visually weird, but um, beautiful, I think is how I would describe it. But I had no idea what on earth was going on. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, Alistair. I found it funny when I was making the notes i kept on trying to redraft something and eventually i just gave up because i'm like i don't know what this game is and uh apparently there's been another game in the franchise so somebody does uh, and i would be really curious if if you've played it like the the former entrance in the franchise does this game look exciting to you like let us let us know on uh discord or twitter but it's it's a real odd one I, but it's probably Hopefully one of these games out. that you need to play to appreciate. And once you've actually played it, it's probably wonderful and amazing and will change your, your life forever. But certainly the trailer didn't do it for me, I have to say. Yes. Seems like the, the most indie of the indie, indie world direct. And ironically, it's probably from one of the most established indie creators, which is uh, makes me think there's more to it than we're seeing, Hopefully. Yeah, it's not one that really uh, caught how about my yourself, Mike? didn't really catch my attention particularly. I wasn't particularly bothered about it either. Although, yes, it does. I'm not sure. I just had a bit of a headache looking at it, to be honest. Uh, next up, Abraham <laughs> S.A. present Feria or Faeria, a fantasy card game coming out in March 2020. Again, I think if you're a fan of um, card game type 
games, then this might be of interest. It's coming out quite soon as well because it's coming out March, so this month. Uh, any interest from you, Anton? Uh, sadly, I'm, I, I'm not... As I've mentioned on the podcast a few times, I'm not the biggest fantasy person. And in all honesty, the card games that we've been getting fantasy-based have all started looking a little bit similar. So I didn't really see what made this one unique. Uh, but this, I'm probably the, the most likely person to say that, sadly. But uh, did it catch you at all, Alistair? Or? No, I'm totally with you, Anton. I, I don't really play many card games. I've played a few on my phone in passing, but I've never given them really much much time and they don't tend to keep my attention for particularly long i mean it certainly sounded as these games go like it would be a fairly solid um addition to to what we've already got on the switch i mean crafting decks and crafting terrain as a solo campaign and draft mode and pvp mode and co-op mode and there's tons tons of content in there by the sound of it plus this uh, switch version is getting free uh, four free cosmetic packs for a limited time so that's always nice um but it, yeah it just didn't really float my boat i'm afraid yeah, every time I see one of these games, it almost seems like there's a, a kind of almost large Hearthstone-sized hole uh, in the Switch library. Yeah, so I don't think that's one that is particularly up our street, but I think there'll be a, an audience for it nonetheless. And I do like that the idea of having the extra pack with it as well and being able to kind of... Um, you know, have some collector stuff in there, which is, is kind of cool. Next up, Fallen Flag Studio presents... Eldest Souls, it's really hard not to say Elder Scrolls, a dark and pixelated boss uh, game uh, about fighting gods with customization coming out summer 2020. Alistair, were you keen on this? Um, unfortunately, again, it's probably not my style of game, sort of brutal boss rush games tend to they don't really tend to hold my attention. Um, particularly when they say timing and precision are critical because my timing and precision are terrible and therefore i will be terrible at the game um but there's certainly there's excitement out there i noticed our discord is talking about it just after the show so there's definitely interest out there even if i'm not necessarily the target market for it yeah i find it funny mike i'm like you when uh whenever i see the title i just see elder scrolls and then the group chat people are like oh elder soul i'm like wait we had an elder scrolls what i love that but uh nevertheless <laughs> um yeah. You know, it's one of those games where it has the graphics, it has the gameplay, and then I'm, it, but I don't have the skills. And uh, I would love to love this game, but uh, I, I, I think I, I need to practice. Maybe that's what I can do in my my quarantine. I can finally learn how to play video games, but uh, not anytime soon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, a uh, bit much for me as well, to be honest. But um, I'm sure there will be a lot of interest in it, but just not so much for us. Uh, and then we had this montage, which threw up quite a few interesting games at the end. So what they did was they said, here's some games from some of our other developers. And in here were some really interesting ones. And first off, uh, a game which reminds me instantly of watching this film when I was in sixth year at school. And I can, I can specifically remember watching it. I can remember whose house I was at. I can remember it was a school night. I can remember walking home in the dark and thinking, why did I put myself through that? And it's Blooper Team, any, they present uh, Blair Witch, first person shooter horror game coming out summer 2020. And it just reminds me uh, everything of the film. I thought this looks quite actually impressive, uh, Alistair. I know you're not a horror game fan, but um, that is still one of the scariest films I've ever watched the first time around and nothing really happens in it, but it's still terrifying. Uh, and this game seemed to get that kind of across quite well, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> so I have a weird a weird feeling about 
this game in that I watched the movie a long, long time ago and didn't actually find it that scary. It didn't really bother me in the slightest. And I know I remember at the time a lot of people were getting motion sick from the camera moving and there were a whole lot of controversy about that. Um, this game visually looks really, really well done. I mean, there's a lot of detail in there. In the first opening sequence when a car dies past and the guy then picks up a camcorder, that detail was was um, crystal clear it was really crystal clear uh, as for the game it didn't really give much away in the sort of 10 15 seconds it was on the screen so it's hard to say but i presume it's uh, sort of a first person story based um i don't know what you call it, walking simulator probably with a with some scares thrown in it's hard to tell yeah but uh, clearly it's got your it's piqued your attention i will probably pass because i'm a big wuss yeah it's interesting because it's formerly been out on xbox one and playstation 4 uh, earlier in the year i believe and it got very ah, mixed receptions back then uh, i believe it was praised for actually being quite scary uh, and kind of hollywood grade sound quality but was criticized from a game pace perspective so if you're looking to be scared it'll do the job and uh but if you're wanting a game, maybe not less. So it's almost like the movie in some ways. Eh? The visuals are a little bit yeah. less subpar, but it makes it up in the scares. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, next up, Seath CG, CG or Scythe CG present Ghost of Tale, fantasy third-person adventure game where you play as a mouse coming out in spring. Kind of like the idea of this one, Anton. You know, what your this thoughts? was like one of the ones where it seemed like the most high budget and they showed it off for like four seconds. Uh, but what I saw of it, I was like, oh, there's some potential in there. They showed uh, a little wee mouse hiding in a, a chest from a bigger mouse. I don't know if it's a mouse or a rat exactly. Uh, correct me if I'm a, a fool, but nonetheless, it looks very cute uh, uh, with kind of a medieval fantasy theme. But so little was shown, sadly, in there. Uh, I'm curious, curious. I know we see that all the time. <laughs> I see. When I watched There's this, a... I thought, "Have we not seen this before?" I don't think it's the first time it's been no. shown. Ah. I think it looks well, more fleshed out say... than the last time we saw. But I'm pretty sure we've seen that no. before. It it did look um, cool. I think is how I would describe it. What? Yeah, I think it reminds me of a game that's out on PSVR and on Oculus Rift. That um, oh, it looks very like boss. it, and you play a mouse in that. And I can't remember the name of. Moss, that's the one. Um, but it looks like Moss combined with like a PlayStation 2 game. Um, but not a bad thing, not in a bad way. I mean, like that kind of era of platform would be slightly, well, better done. But um, yeah, I quite liked it. I thought this looks good. Um, uh, although we did only see it for a few seconds. But um, yeah, I, I've already checked out the kind of the slightly longer trailer, which is only just about a minute. But um, yeah, it looks, it looks promising. I'm kind of intrigued to see where, uh, where we go with this. But it's a platform and there's a few good platformers on the switch but we definitely need more so um yeah third person adventure game is what they're calling it technically <laughs> get technical about it uh, that game company inc presents sky is it i'm sure there's another word to no, that. It's it's sky. Sky. Is it oh i was getting confused with the other which one which is sky rocket which came straight after it that's the one Okay, well, let's start with Sky then. So, uh, Sky is a third-person exploration game, Indeed. Anton. This is a similarly, I think we've seen this game before. It's a very journey, but in the air. Um, not my particular cup of tea, very ethereal in some ways, but uh, looks polished, and I imagine it will scratch a, a very particular itch for a very particular gamer. Do you see that being yourself, Al? Possibly. I really enjoyed Journey, and I was trying to think what game it was it reminded me of, and that's exactly what it was. It was Journey. But um, it looks like another one that's going to be 
telling a good story and sort of pulling you in, pucking in the heartstrings, particularly when they show you sort of big, what look like kind of gods leaning down and cradling people and pictures of small children on swings, you know, that's going to end badly. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be a, a tear-wrencher, heartstring-plucker type game. So definitely um, nice that it's coming. I want to find out more about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, similar for me, actually. I thought it looks reasonable. I'm not 100% sure if it's something I'll go straight out and buy, but if the reviews are good, I probably will. I felt the same about Child of Child of Light and ended up loving that. So, uh, Next up, Double Dash Studios presents Sky Racket, which is no relation to the game Sky. It's a cross between a side-scrolling shooter and badminton. It's available later today. I've got to say, I did like the animation Indeed. in this one, Anton. You know... At first, I didn't know what was going on, but with the the badminton elements, I was like, "Oh, that's a and you, it actually looks surprisingly uniquer than it sounds." And uh, I'm I'm keen about this. the The side scrolling space shooter genre is a very competitive one, obviously, but I, I'm hoping this offers a nice kind of uh, entry level spin on the genre. Yeah, I have to say, I'd, until I read your notes, Anton, I completely missed the fact it was sort of badminton tennis-esque. I hadn't noticed that they were bouncing a ball backwards and forwards between them. It, that element had completely escaped me. It just looked like a very accessible, um, sort of fairly cheap platformer, or sort of, I don't know, flyer, hoverer, whatever you were doing it. But actually adding that element in is, is kind of different. Yeah, because it's, it's quirky. the whole dynamic of space shooter would be, you know, you shoot and then you avoid being shoot. But this one, I guess you'll need to be far more strategic about... You need to get your projectile back in a way, so you can't just shoot it into somewhere that you're guaranteed to be dead once it pops back at. So it almost adds a second layer of strategy, which is an expansion of the genre, what we love to see. Yeah, um, so nice to see something unique and somebody trying something a bit different. So look out for that. It's actually available later today as of, so pretty much the time you listen to this, it will be available. (laughs) Yeah, now, uh, Pillow Castle, they present Superliminal, a first-person puzzle game about perspective coming in summer 2020. Alistair, did you um, take a shine to this? Uh, I want to go and play it. I don't want to buy it. It was mind-bending, the trailer. I mean, it looked so cool, just playing around perspective, moving around the camera to make things suddenly fit into a hole. And at one point, they picked up a little toy house, put it on the floor, and then walked into it. And it was just properly mind-bending. And I really want to go and actually play the game. But uh, how much how much I would get out of it, unless it's a really cheap game, if it's like, I don't know, four or five quid, maybe. If they're asking any more than that, I, I certainly will be probably passing until it appears in a sale. Ah, oh, I find that funny, Alistair. Uh, as as your thoughts with uh, the last campfire deviates with me, this deviates with me. I was really inclined to this game, and uh, the the one thing I'm hoping for is it has a good portal kind of budget cut cell story to kind of shring you through a bunch of puzzles. But uh, I don't know. This one just it really it just it, I feel like it just has so much room to just kind of try and be creative, and I think a lot of ways to kind of catch you out when you think you know everything. I'm Really want to get my hands on this, but I'm nervous that it's going to be a bit of a short game. So uh, definitely wait for some reviews, but really keen on the look of this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks good. I've got to say it looks quite um, intriguing and interesting and it's coming out in the summer. So look out for that one. Next up, uh, Monster Couch, great name for a developer, presents Wingspan, which is a bird watching game coming out in summer 2020. Not those kind of birds, Alistair. I wasn't even thinking that. I, my notes, when I was making I notes know, watching this, messing. my notes literally say, no freaking idea. Something to do with birds and cards and randomly a deer. 
it does I, what I wrote. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I don't really know what's going on, uh, but Anton, is it one that you'll uh, buy? I don't think I'll buy it, but I did love seeing it because I was like, oh, it's a bird watching game. And I was like, oh, it's birds everywhere. I, lo- <laughs> it, I just don't know. It's just a... Yeah. Putting birds in games, it, it works out fantastically, and it, it should be a I mean, genre. Is it actually a bird watching game though? Because it seemed to be like picking up cards that that said when activated, this this thing does this thing, and this thing does this thing. And there was bird feeders, and it's like, is it a bird watching game? Is it a card game? I have no idea what the game is. Really, I've got not got a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> yeah, that- yeah, exactly. Well, it's coming out in the summer, so by then we might know more. But at the moment, we don't really know what that's about. Distaction Wear uh, Limited, they present Dicey Dungeons, which is a dice-based, turn-based uh, RPG. It's coming out in 2020. Um, probably not going to buy this, but I kind of, there's something about it I thought, you know, I bet you that's really addictive, Alistair. <laughs> Do you know what my notes for this one say? They say, again, no idea, exclamation mark. Don't have a clue. Uh, <laughs> Something to do with rolling dice and doing damage with various categories of effects. That's what I wrote. I mean, I've yeah. watched it again, and I'm sort of, of a similar opinion. It seems to be rolling dice and going your adventure. But the the UI for it looked really, really weird. I mean, it, was, it wasn't what you'd expect from sort of RPG like or adventure on. in any way. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah, Anton, will you buy it? I, I don't even know what it is. I don't know what I'd be buying, but... Uh, I hope uh, I say this every game, but hopefully it's good. You know, it's a uh, like at least with the other one, I knew there was birds. This one, uh, it's, it's got even less than birds, so who knows what the game could actually be? But, but you know, what? I actually quite like the fact that we have no clue what quite a lot of these games are. All, it means there's actually a proper true invention going on, and people don't know what it is because they've not come across it before. We can't say that looks like. Eh. It's just, what is this? We don't know. And it's actually quite nice to see novel things appearing on the Switch and still being developed from these indie developers. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Kind of like, you yeah. know, with the games where we kind of have something, let's like, say about like Quantum Leak, it's very hard to explain what it is. So uh, maybe we're, we're evolving as game gamers and game culture. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Well, it's good to see innovation for sure. Uh, Next up, Dark Screen Games presents Bounty Battle, a fighting adventure game coming summer 2020. Anton, uh, thoughts on this one? Uh, Yeah, this one, it's kind of odd. Like they had a a Notre Libre guy kind of running through the level. Uh, It doesn't look particularly, like nothing really caught my eye about this one. It just looked like a lot of madness going on on screen with a lot of people punching and running into each other and throwing stuff uh did you did you make any more of it than me alistair no it sort of looked like the exact antithesis of what i was just saying with the horde of invention this sort of looked like something we've seen a million times before it there was nothing that either confused me or grabbed me i had on the screen they had sort of arcade style button bashing things going on and lots of people fighting and battling each other but there wasn't anything new or interesting, exciting to really grab hold of and go, yes, this is what makes me want to go and find out more about this game. I could quite happily, based on what they've shown us, forget it exists. I would like to think there's more to it and that the, the developers have put an awful lot of time and effort into making a wonderful game and that I'm not being uh, dismissive for no good reason and doing them an injustice. But there wasn't anything in the trailer that made it stand out to me, I have to say, sadly. Indeed. How about yourself, Mike? Well, uh... 
Uh, yeah, I, it's similarly not an awful lot for me personally there. But um, yeah, I mean, again, there's probably a, an audience for it. Another game, though, that did pique my interest a little more was SMG Studios presenting Moving Out, which they've described as, or you've described as, overcooked with moving. It comes out on April 28th. Uh, I did like the idea of this one. I thought this looked like a lot of fun. It looked like something you could follow out with your friends, though, Alistair. Yeah, I remember when we saw the trailer for this before and it looked it looked intriguing then. I'm still intrigued now. I think the last trailer had people just chucking all the things out the windows of a house and uh, all being very frantic. And um, I, I presume it's the same game. They can't be two that look the same. I've forgotten it was called Moving Yeah, same out. game. But yeah, Overcooked while well, Moving Furniture is the best description for it and it looks so much fun. I'm really looking forward to this coming out. I, I'm looking forward to either sitting with uh, with you, Mike. Well, actually, maybe not with you because you'll probably throw things at me. I'll sit with my partner and play this oh. and I'll throw things at her instead <laughs> and we can just shift furniture together. Ah, uh, you know, this one, like, obviously, uh, I, I think it looks fairly good regardless, but the thing that gives me hope is that uh, publisher Team 17, same publisher as the Overcooked games, so... I'm hoping uh, the teams are sharing notes because this game looks absolutely fantastic. And uh, to be honest, I think it almost looks like a little bit of an evolution on the, the gameplay of Overcooked, where it seems a little less tile-based with where you're placing things and moving stuff. I uh, really want to give this one a go. And uh, similarly, I need to pick three friends that I, I, I can live without afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to end a few friendships yeah. in the game, but it's totally worth it. Definitely will. And then there was the one more thing, which was Dodge Roll presenting Exit the Gungeon, uh, which, of course, is a side-scrolling bullet hell shooter available later today. Now, um, I know there will be people who will be absolutely ecstatic about that getting released today, Anton. You know, the thing that's amazing about this game is I, I saw it and then I was looking at it and I was like, oh, this looks absolutely fantastic. And then it revealed the title. I was like, oh... This is the iOS game. And um, yeah, that iOS game was very well reviewed. I was like, oh, wow, that game looked really good and it was available elsewhere. But uh, I'm excited to give this one a go. Uh, I struggled with the, the top-down nature of the last one. And I think uh, kind of combining uh, kind of side-scrolling, almost Metal Gun-esque gameplay uh, looks like a much more appealing way to get at least a player like myself into it. But um, yeah, and uh, how, how are you feeling now? Is it... Did you ever play the last one? No. See, I've got I've got nothing to go on because I've never played any of the uh, the, the, the previous well, one ones. Yeah, just one. Is it just the one? Is this a sequel? Yeah. So I've not I've just, not played it. I've well. heard of it. And I know. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of love for the for the um, Enter the Gungeon title. I just I mean, it didn't float my boat. I'm just probably the wrong audience. It's just not my style of game. Games that are frantic and manic don't sit well with me. And this looks frantic and manic and looks like it would just annoy me and upset me and make me want to go and cry in a corner somewhere or throw things at the TV or both but nonetheless a, a fairly yeah, good title it's, um, it's a big title um, I think just given that Enter the Gungeon did so well but no it's it's not for me either to be honest I just, I just know lots of people will be excited about it but I won't be um, and before we get our thoughts on it just a quick uh, note as well that they've now got an official Indie World Twitter which is at Indie World NA but of course you'd be better just following at NSUK Podcast which would be better and uh, Anton's got the notes written down here for me and he's, he's put wink wink <laughs> in the notes which I quite like just literally the veil, literally the words wink wink the veil's been um, removed the secrets okay I know, I know. We've just gone all, uh, we've broken the the fourth wall or whatever it is, it the fourth or the fifth wall, what do they say? 
You should know. Well, I don't know. Does it, does it apply to podcasts? There's not a camera. Who knows? <laughs> no, it's TV. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so Anton, uh, thoughts on the Indie World Direct? I want to give. I want you to give me your standout game or two or three, if you want, and then I want you to give me your overall thoughts on it and maybe give me a rating out of ten. Oh, alrighty. Uh, oh, that's a lot. All right. Overall thoughts. I really enjoyed this, and I think. Out of all of the Indie World presentations outside of Pixel Junk Eden 2, I think the most consistent quality-wise, and uh, although it didn't have the particular standout, oh, this is Anton's favourite game and he'll love it, I just think overall just incredible quality overall round. Uh, standout titles for me would be Blue Fire. I've, I think the platforming just looks so much fun in that and uh, combining it with some simple but uh, looks to have some depth combat. Looks like tons of fun. And similarly, uh, I've, I'm really curious to give the Superliminal game a little wee go, even though it didn't have the, the biggest floor. And overall rating, oh, eight, oh, seven, eight, seven point five out of 10. How about yourself, Al? How does it compare? <laughs> uh, well, kids, if I do the favourite game, favourite game is very obviously The Last Campfire because it just looked um, so engaging. I'm, I'm just desperate to play. And actually, very close second was Summer in Mara. I mean, it was just um, different. No, sorry, not Summer Marriott. I'm talking about I Am Dead. That's what I meant. I Am Dead was just so out there and interesting that I just want to find out what it is. Um, so yeah, those two look really good. Cyanide and Happiness, I like the cartoon, but I, will I actually buy the game in reality? Probably not, is my, my gut feeling. Um, and overall, I'd be inclined to agree with you, actually. I might give it a seven and a half out of 10 because there was a lot of good stuff in there um, I, might, I might go as far as to say 8 out of 10 there was a lot of good stuff in there it wasn't 100% all the way every single game was a outstanding blowout so it's certainly not 10 out of 10 but it's been um, yeah up there is one of the best uh, in indie ones we've had for a while and it's made me very excited for the full direct that hopefully is coming our way fingers crossed Mike what do you reckon? Uh, okay well my standouts I think uh, Baldo uh, just because of the Studio Ghibli vibes. I thought that looked particularly good. Uh, similarly, Summer in Mara, I thought I've got um, high hopes that that will be good. Um, so, yeah, I would say that one. Quantum League, I think I was quite intrigued by. And I think the last one, The Good Life, uh, is my curveball, depending on whether they can kind of polish it up a bit and make it look a little bit more um, good. Uh, I mean, so any game with from... a cat in it, you're sold, right? <laughs> Well, exactly. There is that. Um, my overall impression... Actually, do you know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest and controversial on this. I was actually slightly disappointed by the Indie World Direct. <gasps> and it's not like me to say that because dum, dum, I dum. have normally given, you know, nines and eights for all the Indie Worlds and the Nindies because I, I really love them and I love Indie titles. But I, I'm going to be really controversial and I'm going to say five out of ten. Wow, that is that is low. You really did not rate this one. I, I guess where I can see where you come from. It didn't have the standout title, but I, I think uh, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt personally for overall. That was good. Like, uh, I, I think there, I think there were a lot of games in there that look reasonable, um, but there was nothing in there that I was super super ex excited about, like. For example, in the last one, we had um, Sports Story, 
for a start, you know, and that, you know, I think in the last one, there were two or three titles that really stood out for me. In this one, there's a few in there that I think, yeah, I'd have like, I'd have a go at that, but there was just nothing in there that really grabbed me in the same way as previous ones. But I'm hoping what this means is that whilst this one wasn't my favourite, the actual Direct, which is rumoured to be in a week's time or nine days' time, will be exactly the opposite and it'll be phenomenal because usually when these come around at the same times, I usually have a preference for one or the other and often I prefer the the Indie Direct than the, the main one generally. So I'm wondering if maybe... I'll prefer it the other way around this time. But uh, no, just maybe I could push to a five and a half out of ten, but I just, I'm not going much <laughs> higher than that, Alistair. Well, it's it's really interesting that we all have such different opinions of these things. So I remember the last Indie Direct, I only liked Sports Story from it. And I thought the rest of it was really disappointing. In fact, I've been generally fairly disappointed by quite a lot of the Indie Directs, but this one ticked on my boxes. And it's a really good thing because it means that they are delivering a spectrum of games to a spectrum of gamers and different people find different things to take out of it and there's effectively something for everyone, which is great. If if we are all going, yes, this is a great one or all going, this is a terrible one, that would be far more dull. But the fact we've actually got mixed opinions yeah. is what makes these directs interesting and uh, means they're probably doing exactly the right thing with them. Oh. To, to throw a curveball question at you, is, is there any games you wish they mentioned, like showing off that's been previously? Because that's what we... We sadly don't really get from these indie world presentations. We don't get, oh, this is Super Meat Boy Forever. Remember that game? Yeah, um, definitely Undertale, uh, as in the follow-up to Undertale. Um, Delta Rune. Whatever that's called. Um, Delta Rune. I definitely, definitely wanted Delta Rune, and that didn't happen. And I still want a follow-up to A Night in the Woods. Um, so there you are but neither of those happened I, I, was, I wasn't expecting them to be fair but I would have loved that but uh, that would have instantly taken it up to a nine <laughs> Alistair what about you? <laughs> no, to be honest I was I was just very satisfied with what was there and other than Sports Story which is the one that I'm kind of looking forward to coming out there's nothing else really from the indie camp that I'm desperately falling over myself to see and I quite like just seeing a load of new stuff that's fair personally yeah, I think personally, uh, I think yeah. it seems overdue for some Super Meat Boy Forever news. Uh, I'll say of that, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. The, that's Dangerous Driving 2 game. Would have loved to have seen that there. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. But uh, nonetheless. Well, you know what, that's, as you say, Alistair, it's all about opinions and it's a good thing if we don't all have the same one and uh, it's probably good for uh, publishers and developers as well because if we all had the same opinion and they got it wrong they'd really be in trouble but um it also happens, makes it more interesting mixed... for our listeners because if we were all saying exactly the same thing yeah. that would be really really dull listening <laughs> yeah it, it is it's very unusual for me to be the negative voice when it comes to a direct but there we are I know sometimes. that's my rule it's it's just not happened for me this time. It's just not been one that I've particularly... And I know a lot of people will disagree with that, and that's fine. That's okay. You're allowed to disagree. Um, so anyway, look, we'll be back. Uh, Anton and I are recording a podcast for our P uh, Patreon supporters uh, this week, and we'll be back on Sunday. But of course, we may well be back in a week's time-ish for another Direct, because that is the rumour. So uh, fingers yeah, crossed for that. I think I think it's going to happen. Six, is it? Sex of Rumour. Yeah, um, something like that. Which was confirmed by so this one. Yes, so that's next Thursday. So you might be speaking to us uh, again, or we might be speaking to you again, in uh, just over a week's time. Fingers crossed. Yes. 
And it wouldn't have well, to be much Sundays very episode. good for me to get a better score because I've I just have to get a six out of ten and I've preferred it. So um so yeah, let's hope that happens. But listen, five out of ten, what did you say, Anton? Uh, seven point five. <laughs> very generous. Seven point five, and then Alistair, you gave it a And I gave it eight, and we would love to hear what your thoughts are. So wow. drop us some uh, Discord messages, some Twitters, some emails. I mean, you can email me on podcast at nsuk.co.uk. What is the Twitter, guys? It is NSUK Podcasts. Uh, and similarly on Facebook and Excellent. You can get all the info on the website about our Patreon, uh, the back catalogue and who we even are and what we like game-wise. Absolutely. Well, with that, we will be back on Sunday. Enjoy uh, having a look at all those games in more detail and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Cheerio. Au revoir.